Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Hot Mess with Alec Mappa. <laughs> Is it Alec? No, no, it's okay. I'm getting it right. Welcome back to another episode of Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. My name is Alec Mappa. I'm an actor. I live in Hollywood. I've never gotten the intro right. <laughs> no, Ever. you've gotten it a few times. I'm no. Matthew Dempsey and I'm a multicultural counselor and psychotherapist. You certainly are. And you have a cold. I do. I'm at the tail end of a cold, but uh, but I'm on the mend, and I'm happy to be feeling good enough to be here today. You had me at tail end. <laughs> 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 I have gotten so many uh, notes on the Instagram from people. Um, I got a note from somebody who said they binged us. Oh, wow. Dr- driving to and from Palm Springs. Oh, one of my favorite places. Love the Jackie Beat episode. and. Yeah. Loved the episode that um, I did with my husband where yes. you were not here, yes. which, by the way, um, was listened, was downloaded super, super fast. Yeah. I got to a thousand downloads in 24 hours. People were really kind of um, interested. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a great topic, but you guys also did a, a great job. I honestly don't really listen back to a lot of our shows because you, you know, should. I was I was you should, there Matthew, for- cuz you're so good. You <laughs> would you, you would be really impressed with yourself. That's, you'd be like That's very sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah. But you know, I'm there for the conversations. I feel like I was there for it one time or but I absolutely listened to the guy to the show that you guys did together because I wasn't there for that one. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a great topic, but you both talked about it so well, so candidly, and this is also a topic that doesn't really get talked about too much. And it also doesn't get talked about specifically from the people who are in it. And I thought you guys did an incredible job of just being really candid. If you guys didn't listen before, we were, uh, my husband and I, my husband of 19 years, we talked about being in an open relationship. By the way, this is a mental health podcast, everyone. And if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Please stay, please download and subscribe. And if you're coming <laughs> back, welcome back. Welcome. Um, so I think there's some kind of confusion when people say I'm in an open relationship sexually. Yes. They think that it, that we're just like fucking other people all the time. Okay. Well, actually, I was going to ask that question. So, how would you how would you define open relationship? Just for anybody that's listening out there, how would I you would define say open that you know how people uh, 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 break up because oh, she slept with somebody else, or he slept with somebody else, so there was uh, there was infidelity mm-hmm. sexually. Right. Um, I'm saying that we wouldn't break up because of that. <laughs> Right, right. It's not a deal breaker. And and it's because we trust each other. We've built a home together. We have, uh, we've built a family together. Um, It is, and there are rules. Well, okay. Uh, So that's the, that's the important part, right? It's not a deal breaker because you guys have made a deal, right? And so an open relationship is a very open and honest 
uh, decision about right. really what the contract is, what the agreement is between each person within the relationship. Yes. And so if the agreement then is that each of you can have, you know, kind of sex outside of the relationship with each other, mm -hmm. then that's an open relationship. But there can be so many kind of variations off of that too. Oh yeah. Like, oh, we've talked about that too. Kind of, um, this is kind of a polysexual relationship. Okay. It's not polyamorous. Right. Because so that's where that's to, to me, the emotional kind of stepping out of is right. what is that's beyond my comfort zone. If right. you are loving another person other than me or fall in love with somebody else or yes. want to start a relationship with them outside of a relationship, that's something that I'm, I'm not OK with. And totally. there are people who do that. There are people yes. who have polyamorous relationships. I'm not a polyamorous person. <laughs> well, even just to define some of these things for everybody out there, anybody who might not know, polysexual, obviously having many sexual partners, uh -huh. um, polyamorous, having many love partners, right? right. Um, and right. so that's kind of what you guys were talking about was that you're not polyamorous, you're polysexual. Mm -hmm. And also I remember you both saying that um, one of your rules, part of your contract with each other mm -hmm. was that you wouldn't have sex with a person more than once. Yeah, we've, we haven't crossed that bridge yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How yeah, come? We, what was the reason? We for that? haven't um, because we thought that was a preventative measure in terms of uh, uh, not starting a relationship with somebody else. That there might be some feelings that would start to develop. Yeah. If you had yeah. Sex if I'm like, hey, it's person. Saturday, so I'm going to see Buster Brown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my uber's here yes. uh you know it's it's like uh i think that in our heads that's what it is but it's something we're constantly negotiating yeah and constantly that's the other part it's not like um rules are set and that's it forever and ever right i mean we're always talking i mean the goal the, the goal yeah is to stay together yeah. And to be together. And, and then people will say like, well, then why have sex at all? Right. You know, is it that important to you? Right. And um, there are times where it's not that important. I would say most of the time it's not that important. Yeah. But if the circumstances present themselves, it's not going to take us apart. It's not going to. Well, we won't let break me, up over it. Let me ask you this. So, you know, aside from obviously just being able to have, you know, an enjoyable sexual experience with somebody else. Do you think that there's some sort of benefit or advantage to your relationship with Jamie in having this kind of open relationship structure? Yes. Because what is that? Um, I think it's made us more honest than ever. Mm, how so? I think because it's kind of like um, we're constantly talking about our feelings openly and honestly and our experiences open and honestly. Right. I, I, I'm not going and saying, neither one of us is saying, well, I'm only attracted to you. Yeah. And, and it's just you and me physically forever right. and ever. Right. It, 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 it's kind of, we're looking at it more uh, realistically mm -hmm. and it's kind of like, you know, and then there's a different sense of play when it comes to sex, because we also have sex together with other people. Yeah. And that's a whole other thing, which yeah. I, I really enjoy in a way that I didn't expect at all. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, he's so sweet when he's kissing somebody else. Yeah. And that sounds really queer, but it's like, I love watching him like enjoy himself. It's, it's a real turn on. I don't think that sounds queer, but I will tell you, it's something as I've gotten older, I can understand that more and more, but mm -hmm. for the longest time, it I could not, I couldn't do so, this. Yeah. It, I, just the thought of it, the thought of somebody that I was with being with somebody else, it's, it would just create so 
much kind of jealousy within uh-huh. me, me feeling left out, me feeling I, like I something. broke up with somebody, my my college boyfriend, because mm-hmm. he wanted to be open. And I went along with it saying, and I wasn't 100% on board. And yeah. it, it, it was the beginning of the end. It eroded our trust. I got jealous. Yeah. I, um, yeah. It was like, so yeah. what is that? Why do you think then kind of maybe with some time and age, there's the ability to feel less jealous? Like, what, what would you say that is? I think the equity we've built up in just sheer time, like a, a night mm-hmm. we're going on nearly 20 years together. Yeah. And it's, and it's, um, and we've built so many things together, yeah. a home, a family careers. We've been there for each other. And it's kind of like, we know each other and trust each other so well. Yeah. And um, my college boyfriend, I was in my 20s. We'd only been together for two years. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't secure enough about myself. Yeah. Yes. You know, I think think that's that's what it comes down to with me is kind of like I love him so much and I'm so secure enough about myself that something as out of the box as watching him kiss somebody else. Yeah. It's kind of like, huh. Hmm. Yeah, but I think that's key. The fact that you feel so much more secure in your own self. Because it's our ego that can really get in the way that can have us feeling as though that maybe if somebody else is having some other sexual experience, you know, uh, our partner's having another sexual experience, that somehow it takes away from us, right? Right. That it's like love away from us. It's attention away from us. And then that can make us feel less secure. And one of the things I remember that Jamie was saying that really stuck out to me in in your guys' show together was that he kept saying it's, it's an and not an or, Right. It's an and. Yeah, not an or. It's, it's an and not an or. Correct. That if you guys are having other experiences with other people, it's just kind of adding to things. It's not a zero sum game. It doesn't mean that your you know, extra experiences takes away from me. And that's the kind of security that you're talking about. And it also doesn't happen all the time. <laughs> <laughs> right. It doesn't happen all the time, but we're always saying if the if the situation presents itself, um, our producer, Stephanie, says, are there rules about having sex with someone else together? Ooh. And I think that's a question for both of us. <laughs> and I'd okay. like to, um, you know, it's like. When you're with somebody for the, for as long as Jamie and I have been together, then mm-hmm. and you're both gay and you're both talking about it and you're both in therapy, I think it kind of gives you a chance to kind of work it out. I knew a couple uh-huh. um, way back about 11 years ago who, who said they were in an open relationship and were always in screaming fights about it. Oh. They were always fighting about it. And yeah. I was like, if that's the setup and you guys are always in a, mess about it, then yeah. I don't think that's working out for you. Right. Well, it goes into what the intention is for it. Right. And I think that that the kind of what you described with you and Jamie is that you guys were together 14 years yeah. as in a, in a, well, these guys were together for a long time too. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's not necessarily like the, the time is maybe not a metric, but really kind of what the intention is for it. Um, and that the two of you kind of like opening things up, it was just more of an opportunity to kind of expand what you had already had Yeah. for other people. It might be kind of grasping for something else. Right. Are you doing therapy with this cold? Are you seeing people (laughs) (laughs) listen to that? Come on, grandpa. I am. I am. I'm I'm giving my best. I want to give you soup or something. (laughs) What happened? Were you like, did you swim too late at that fancy hotel on, Mm. on, uh, on sunset? (laughs) No, I don't know. I, and I haven't even, it's not COVID. I've been tested. It's not the flu. I've been tested. It's just a bad cold, but, uh, Mm. there's a lot of medical experts that are saying that because we've been so socially distanced for so long, 
long that our immunities collectively collectively are down and everybody's getting very are sick. They? Are they? Yeah, they? I've been hearing about a lot of people getting sick and just getting really bad colds that linger. That's not even COVID. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, listen. Yes. I, before, okay, we're going to go to a commercial. Yes, let's do that. Don't forget to download and subscribe, everybody. <laughs> Matthew's super smart. No, I no, I want you to listen because like when you do break things down on the show mm-hmm. for me, because I'm, I'm the idiot, um, you sound brilliant. You sound like, oh, wow. It's like there's 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 a moment during every show where I'm like, hmm. Oh, that's very kind. Thank he, you. He knows what he's talking. And you could hear the guests kind of like, oh, have that moment as well. Or you can feel, you can hear the guests feel seen. Like when Aww. we had Eureka on, you could, there's so many moments during, and, and the best compliment we get every time we have a guest is, I didn't know if I was going to like this. And now yeah. I can't believe it's over. Yeah, I agree. I love that too. Yep. High Especially praise. Carson Cressley, who said, I can only be on for half an hour. And then he was like, that's it. I got to go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, get lost. <laughs> we are going to bring on my husband, uh, uh, Jamie, after these important messages. So stick around. Hey, all you true crime fans. This is Mike Ferguson. And this is Mike Morf. And we'd like to invite you to listen to our podcast, Criminology. Launched in 2017, we've covered a variety of strange cases from murders to missing persons. Some of the cases are ones you may not have heard of. Other cases we cover are some of the most historic in true crime. There are 200 episodes of Criminology available to binge on right now. And new episodes come out every Saturday night. Subscribe to Criminology today, wherever you listen to your podcast. We have our special guest today. He is a producer, uh, an actor, a uh, designer. Uh, he produced my Showtime special, Alec Mappa, Baby Daddy. And uh, he produced, he was the associate producer on uh, Greater Tuna. <laughs> no. What was it called? <laughs> Wicked Tuna. Wicked Tuna, Jesus. <laughs> Greater Tuna is a play. That's my husband. Yeah, uh, a Wicked Tuna. And he's now uh, a producer on Ghost Hunters on the Travel Channel, which premieres on Halloween. Please welcome my husband of 19 years, Jameson Abair. Yay! Yay! Hello, everyone. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Jamie. You know what's strange is I've never met Matthew. No, we haven't. This is For actually all the listeners. already the longest conversation I think we've ever had. <laughs> For as close as you two are, I've never met you. So, and he said he said he was nervous for today. He said he was nervous. Uh, More about nervous ta- about talking to you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So I had to tell my therapist like two or three years into our sessions. Yeah. I just kept going. Why am I holding back? Why am I, I realized I was attracted to him? So I had the conversation where I said. I'm attracted to you. I'm holding things back because I want you to like me. <laughs> yes, totally. That's I, that's. I mean, transference. It happens for it happens for every therapist, no matter what it is. Whether it's really? physical, whether it's a physical attraction, whether it's a kind of a, a warm mom kind of vibe. It's oh, that there's daddy. We, we have a certain kind. Yeah, there's certain things that draw us into a therapist. So yes. Mm, okay. These so anyway, I got out. that out of the way. Well, listen, <laughs> you know, to you. I can, I can. Heartily endorse this. I want to see this happen. Yes. Well, Jamie, uh, so I'm we curious. have an open relationship. I'm, I'm he has a really, your... really nice penis. I mean, it is like it's. I mean, there's a reason ex- we've been together this long. What exactly so, does eating one's face entail? Because that is what you said you wanted to do to me at the end of your show with Alec, but that I wasn't oh, there yeah, for. No, um, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll draw a picture say? for you. What did you say? Eating his face. Eating Remember? his face. Yeah, okay. eat his face and tail. <laughs> And tail? 
Well, no, that's not what you said. That's what Alex saying. <laughs> he now. said he wanted to eat your face. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I'm starving. Okay, so what? What? Okay, so what are the rules for us having sex? With oh yeah, no, else? I was dying because I was hearing only Alex side of the conversation because he had the earbuds in, and I was like, uh-huh. I just want to jump in so much. <laughs> what are the rules for us? Uh, opening or having sex together with yes, someone? Yes, having sex together with somebody. Uh, well, usually in that case, it's been a um, a transaction, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, uh, so Because we wanted to take the guesswork out of it. We yeah. didn't want to go to an app. We right. wanted to both kind of mutually pick somebody. Yeah. Okay. That was fun. Uh-huh. And, um, and yeah, so go ahead. Like see before you buy type situation. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the rules for when we're together, actually, there's less of them because I think we're in the same room and we know each other's energy. It's just tricky when we're apart. So say he's like on a cruise and he's, you know, in a 12 hour time difference because he's in Europe or. Right. There's just all this distance that is tricky to work around. So those rules have to be firmer. But I feel like when we're in the room together, we just kind of read each other. Uh huh. And I, I'm someone that likes to get, if we're, you know, if it's a transaction, I okay. wait till 59.59. All right. So this is what happened. <laughs> we were in, uh, we had a, we had a mutually agreed upon. Um, I had, love our sons in the background while we're having this. Oh my uh, God. The, the picture, not our actual son. To be clear, boner killer. <laughs> a photo of our son. <laughs> we hired a masseuse. Let's say that because that's legal. That's right. Uh-huh. We did hire a masseuse. And while we were in mm-hmm. Vegas and mm-hmm. it was mutually agreed upon, he was Gorgeous. He was uh-huh. a bodybuilder. Oh, he's like six five. He was amazing. Seven hundred pounds and, of muscle. And, and so he had us meet him in the elevator, and he was pleasantly surprised about us. He was like, "You." He was kind of like, "Oh, okay. This is. I'm yeah. not going to throw up." Right. So, um, <laughs> I kind of like. I'm like supermarket sweep. I kind of like, especially in a situation like that, I want to just see everything I want to see, yeah. grab everything I want to grab, try anything I want to grab. And then when I'm done, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. He's very like, let's do this. And I'm like, no, let's try. Let's go down this avenue and this uh-huh. and this and this. Yeah. And we have an hour. And I have a, I have have an hour. I have a, you know, a laundry list. I want to try this. And then on the count of three, we're all going to do this. But then you tell everyone gonna, else, yeah. you do this. I'm going to be here. You do this. It's actually be here. sexier I'm than this. that in person. <laughs> Just, Was that the first time that you guys ever hooked up with somebody together? No. no. Oh, okay. No. Going it's into the, fir- the first time that you ever hooked up with somebody together, how mm. how did you prepare for that? Did you have a conversation about what was okay, oh, yeah, what was non-stop. not? Like yeah. kissing, yeah. oral, anal, like what what was kind of okay, what was not? Well, what's funny is we did that before I think we opened up separately. So I feel like we were kind of new to it. Oh, that was a precursor. That was my birthday, right? Yeah. The really cute. Yeah. Okay, yeah. wait, actually, let's start let's start there. So what yeah. what was the conversation in terms of opening up the relationship about like what was okay? How did you how did you set that contract and agreement with each other? I said, What do you want for your birthday? He goes, I want to have sex with a hooker in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Monsieur, monsieur. Yeah, I think that's actually kind of how it went down. Um, you know, <laughs> what do you what do you recall about? I, I feel I, like we've had way more conversations after that. Got I it. think um, it was. I think it was always something we were kind of dancing around. We've yeah. always been super open with each other in mm-hmm. terms of like 
who, look at this guy. Yeah. Or look at, like, I was, I had an ex who didn't want me saying anything about anybody in front of him. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Who was like, did you ever date anybody like that, Matthew? Who was like, could you um, not notice other guys in front of me? Kind of. You can definitely tell when people maybe feel a little less secure about that kind of thing or more open about that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. This, right. this one didn't no, like No, we're it at all. like, we're very descriptive. We're both like, like yeah. I want to pull uh, his uh, pants down, uh, do this uh, to him. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. going to be on this part of you yeah. and me. And yeah. So and right. did I say also, Jamie's the first person I've ever been with who uh, uh, was more, if not just as sexual as I am. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You guys did say that in the show. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we were always open about like, you know, and then there was the um, the a whole rent man thing. And we were always kind of like, oh, wouldn't this be fun? Or mm-hmm. this? And then and then Vegas was coming around. We were on our own. Um, our, our kid was in a boarding school. We were like, we, it was yeah. just us. Yeah. Right. And yeah. we were like, let's, oops, <laughs> let's, um, let's find, let's, let's make this happen. And then we, we kind of like, it, we, at first it was started out as like a fantasy about like, if we could do it with anybody, who would it, who would be the template for it? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then because it was your birthday, you got to pick. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting after that is when we really opened up separately and I was really paranoid by the mystery filling in the lines myself. Oh, wait. So you guys hooked up with somebody together first. That was your, that was your first stepping out of the, uh, yep. Got it. Okay. And then I think on a cruise he was going on, we were like, listen, (laughs) I know there's going to be a ton of offers or the possibility or whatever, Shut up. There was. Um, so like, I want to, I want you to be free. We're, we're secure enough. I want you to be free. And then my, and you know, I think we talked about this too, is we each have different sets of rules because we have different needs. Right. So like something may come from me that is uh, something I want him to do that I'm okay with or not okay with, but it doesn't necessarily apply as long as we both agree on it. Do you feel comfortable sharing what those specific things are? Well, one of them was tricky. Yeah. One of them was like, you wanted to, you wanted a phone call before it happened. There was one moment where I wanted a phone call or text, which was tricky when he's in the middle of the Mediterranean. The ocean. <laughs> also like a dick this close to his mouth. Like yeah, I'm right. about yeah. to. Th- <laughs> <laughs> is it okay? I, I, I can't, oh, I can't really oh. talk right now. My mouth is full. Right. You know, it's uh <laughs> That was when it, that was one of, that was one of the rules that was hard to sustain. It couldn't happen. So I just, then it kind of morphed into, I need to know after, and I always wanted to know every detail. Mm -hmm. So I think doing something together, I just felt a little more safe with him because I didn't have to fill in those mysterious gaps. It was not a mystery. It was like, oh, he's in the room with me. I get what he's doing over there. Um, So when it, became separated, Yeah, um, I needed a lot more kind of structure around it. And I think, yeah. Matthew, what it also did for us, what it gave us, it gave us both the meta experience of, I'm not in love with that guy. Are you in love with that guy? I'm not uh-huh. in love with that guy. Right. I really like rolling around with him for the next uh, 45 minutes or how much yeah. is left on the clock. But right. we both kind of knew that sexually it wasn't, uh, uh, emotionally, it wasn't going to go past that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's something that kind of reaffirms your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. And also yeah. afterwards we were like, wasn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> that was really neat. Have you guys ever had a situation where you were with somebody else and you did feel some sort of like connected energy or, or an attraction emotionally to somebody else? Like, what was that like? How did you deal with that? Are we 
<laughs> Listen, it's entirely up to you. It's entirely up to you. Okay. I, I've never spoken about this publicly. Okay. So when Alex said prior to me coming on that we're polysexual, he's mm-hmm. correct for him. I actually am more polyamorous. I am about connection. Mm-hmm. I want to feel things. Me um, too. That's how I am too. I need it to be like romantic and yeah. all this. And of course I've hooked up with guys, but he is very physical. Like let's... You know, just like with a with a masseur, uh, yeah. it's like one and done, and I'm kissing into the very last minute, just milking every drop I can get out. Literally, literally. If you'll, dis- <laughs> if you'll excuse the disgusting imagery, so um, it's trickier for me. So we had to put specific rules in place because there was a moment a couple years ago where I got really kind of. In it with someone um, that we had that I had sex with and um, they lived in a different city and I traveled to see them and it was becoming a kind of a boyfriend thing. Oh, so you were seeing this person. You'd seen this person more than once. Yes. 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 But that was not a part of the rule. That was not a part of the rules yet. Uh, Now it is for me. uh, I don't care if he sees someone more than once because I know it's not going to. Turn into something else. I mean, of course, it possibly could, but it's it's unlikely with him, and it's very likely with. Me. Was this the specific incident that uh, was the impetus for this kind of new rule of not seeing somebody I think more so. than once? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, and that's okay. when we started couples therapy. And, yeah, yeah. Because gotcha. everything in my body, I mean, I'm a cancer, so it's all about I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. Yeah, and everything about me and about him becoming emotionally involved with somebody else, everything in me shut down. Everything Mm. in me was like, I'm not cool with this. Everything in me was like, I was in crisis mode. Like I was already in my head going, how am I going to get out of this? I'm going to move away. Uh, I was already planning ahead. Already planning. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that has to do with my own insecurity or my own, but like I was, because I'm not, I'm not polyamorous. I only right. want to be with somebody. And not only that, I, I want somebody to just feel that way exclusively about me. Sure. Yeah, totally. Well, that was also just not the arrangement for the two of you, too. Right. So yeah. any kind of insecurity that you're going to feel in that is entirely justifiable and understandable. Yeah. Right. right. But my safety in this relationship and my security in this relationship, as far as I'm concerned, my experience of it is the bedrock is our emotional attachment to each other is our emotional involvement with each other, our emotional engagement with each other. Got you know, the you. truth That's is the that. the foundation for yeah, your relationship. Yeah, and, and to me, sharing that is like how some people think about sex. Right. How right. some people, yeah. to me, it's like, it, that. the sex is like, who cares? Like, we're gay guys and that's, it's, it could be as inconsequential as it as, as anything else. It yeah. could be like just exclusively, but but for that other thing, that's where I started. Cause like my sense of safety was threatened. My sense of stability was threatened. Totally. Yeah. You know, I think you're bringing up a good point actually, because I know for myself, there have absolutely been times, I mean, even kind of currently where I've thought, oh, you know, if if I were more secure or if I were more evolved, then maybe I could be like more open for mm-hmm. relationships or mm-hmm. maybe even polyamorous or whatever it is, you know, um, as if there's some sort of like judgment call to it, right? Mm. Like that if, you, if you're better or more advanced or more evolved, 
So, but like what you're describing is, you know, you're just kind of saying like, that's just not what is for me. You know, I'm polysexual, Jamie, I'm kind of more polyamorous. So how how have you been able to understand these things as separate (laughs) without attaching a a value set to it? It's, it's difficult. (laughs) No, but I I think, okay, here's the thing. Um, Going to couples counseling, Mm -hmm. we never said anything out loud with a couples counselor that we haven't said to each other. Mm-hmm. But having saying these things out loud in front of a third party, in front of a third neutral party changed yeah. everything. Because yes. in that setting, I don't know, there's something about the therapeutic or uh, 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 psychological setting of it that where you listen differently. Yeah. And and he would repeat stuff or like what I think I hear you saying, correct me if I'm wrong. So there was just a better it was all about listening. And, you know, we say stuff to each other pretty honestly all the time. Right. But when you're caught up in this and I'm like thinking I'm in falling in love with someone else, and you're not yeah, listening. I'm not listening. Other. I you're have not, no objectivity. Yeah. Right. So we needed that third person. It was yeah. very difficult. And and since then, we've kind of adjusted our contract. Yeah, really yeah. Big, t- big time. And also, like, I kind of like hearing him talk about it in a therapeutic ses- setting. I understood it better. Mm-hmm. What did you understand better? What did you, what underst- did you initially think things I didn't meant? take it as personally. Uh, so you were personalizing it originally. Yes, mm-hmm. I didn't take it as personally. But what didn't change is what changed was my understanding of him and my experience of it. Okay, wait, what, let me, what, can, I'm sorry, okay. can I just, can I, because I want to slow it down a little right. so I can, understand. so what was it when things were happening first and Jamie was having, you know, kind of more of like an emotional connection with somebody else? In what ways did you take that personally? How did that feel like that it was something against you? Um, it felt like uh, now you have a boyfriend. Mm. Now I feel threatened. Mm. I don't feel as safe. I don't feel as, um, I don't feel trusting. Mm. I don't trust this. I don't trust this situation. I felt threatened. Totally. Like as yeah. if like you weren't, as if maybe there was something that wasn't enough about you emotionally that then he's seeking something out elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. There was some of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you, uh, can I, can I make a note that's possibly true? Possibly uh, not. Uh, you correct uh, me if I'm uh, wrong. Uh, <laughs> but when you thought I was, uh, so this guy and I met at a club, mm-hmm. Alec actually Oh, here's here's the tricky part. Told us to start making out for him. (laughs) So it's his fucking fault. Yeah, when I get drunk, when I get drunk, Matt, you've never seen this part of me. Like, I will drag you around the club and I'll go, just make out with him. Yeah. Like, I'll just like, yeah. Bossy bottoms in town. Bossy bottoms. (laughs) Bossy bottoms. So he So I didn't think that was going to turn into anything. Well, you know, I've, we've, let's see, for several years now, been making out with people in clubs in front of each other and it's no big deal. But he he wanted us to, and then I was like, oh, this is good. So we went to a uh, corner and made out like all night. Uh, and then we exchanged numbers. And he There's nothing like a good kiss, huh? Oh, like when you wow. can just melt into yeah, each other and it's yeah. just so or eating eating someone's face. That's right, there you go, full uh, circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, then we got together and I had to travel. He didn't live far, but I don't want to give too much away, but he didn't yeah. live far, but like, you know, an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. So I traveled and saw him for a day and had sex. And I think Alec, correct me if I'm wrong, because I saw this and felt this change. He was cool. Like, yeah, go have your sex date or whatever. But when I came back and said, I had so much fun. It was different. Uh, I want to, I want to see him again. It felt different. Like we had the Uh, best day together uh, and just explaining the things we did. It was like, 
a little on the romantic like side. Like you could, could feel, feel like the, he had a cr- you could feel he had a little crush. Beyond that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Beyond that. Because yeah. I because I do know him so well. Got it. He was he was a little lost in it. Yeah. He was yeah. really kind of um he had a he had a love tsunami. And I, I and I could see it and I could sense it. And and I was what was different was because I'd been here before, I made a promise to myself to be totally honest and totally not go ahead with anything I wasn't cool with. Right. You know, yeah. I think the biggest problem in my relationship before in my college relationship was, but the number of things that were different was that my gut feeling, my baseline response was, I'm not okay with this. Yeah. And I went ahead with it anyway, because I didn't want to be the bad guy. Oh, that was a bit of your people pleasing coming in. I didn't want to be the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then in this was like, everything in me was like, my baseline response was, I'm not cool with this. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it was problematic. But we kept, uh, I kept seeing him because we didn't really have the, no, you can't um, conversation, you know? And, uh, then we had to, after a certain amount of time, come to a conclusion together that this was not working. And yeah, then I was in it and it was hard and messy and horrible because I liked this person Mm -hmm. and it was just so complicated. Yeah. And then he had to break up with him and then he had to mope around the house for like, however long. Uh And it's like, and then my resentment was like, I'm not going to talk you through your breakup with your boyfriend. Right. Right. You know, I'm not here to kind of like, and you know, I really resented it to the point of we became, it turned us, it turned me into a different person in terms of who we are as a couple, Yeah, because who we are as a couple, I'm always like, what do you need? What can I do? What's right. missing here? Right. How can I, how can I help? How can I assist you? And this was something that came into our lives that I was like, not only do I not want to help you, I don't care. I don't, yeah. this isn't something I wasn't, I didn't respect it. I didn't feel good about it. Yeah. yeah. That was, there are times where we get uh, like, not, not that we would break up, but closer to breaking up. And that was definitely one of the Closest yeah. we I mean, gotten. I said I said to Jamie one time, uh, and this is part of the reason why we quit drinking together is I said, uh, the only way I could ever see myself breaking up with you is if I felt like I didn't have respect for you. Right. If I lost respect for you. Yeah. And my drinking had turned me into something that he had some somebody that he had a little less respect for. Uh-huh. And this whole situation was turning him to somebody that I didn't want to be with. Right. How are we, so how are you defining in this context? How are you defining respect? Like, what was it that was uh, the respect that was being lost here? Just esteemable kind of looking at him and going, I, I like you. I like who you are. I like your ethos. I like who you're about. Right. And and there's something about the the emotional infidelity or the emotional stepping out that felt so um, this is I'm just talking about my experience. I'm going to use my I statements. Yeah. Uh-huh. I felt that our experience and our years together were being disregarded. Uh, okay. That our, our relationship was like, because because I'm not a polyamorous person. Right. I was like, how could you do that to us? How could you do that to what we have? Right. And that's what you said, you know, kind of at the start of this was that you were taking it personally, that it, yeah. that it felt like it was an attack on you or the yeah. relationship between and the us. two of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it that inevitably got you to a point where you then shifted that perspective, where you understood that this wasn't about you? I never got to that point. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what we're really doing here now? Is that what we're working on? Okay, got it. Um, um, 
I think our couples therapy uh, helped. What do you think? I that mean, changed everything. Yeah. How so? What was it, Alec, for you? I could I could uh, talk in an environment about I could voice all of my resentments. Right. In a healthy way. I could talk about all my anger in a healthy way. I could talk about all my stuff, all my insecurities, all the stuff where I don't come off so well. Right. Um, yeah. In a healthy way. And he could do the same in, a, in an environment where we really listen to each other because right. that was the whole point of going. It right. was kind of like, let's, it was, it was, you know, to be cliche, we were doing the work. Yeah. Well, and it's, but it sounds like, Having the space, obviously a therapist that could help kind of facilitate, slow the conversation down, active listening, both of mm -hmm. you can hear each other and hold space for both of your experiences to, um, you know, get to be voiced. Oh, oh um, the turning point for me, I, I, I know the answer. Now yeah, what is I it? I know the answer. I was just talking without knowing the answer. Listen, um, it's all right. <laughs> when I got that, ja that Jamie cared about me and our relationship and our life together as much as I did. Yeah. When it was, you care about this in the same way as I do, as much as I do, even with this other thing. What was, the, how did you figure that out? Because like you said, his emotional entanglement with somebody else felt like an actual direct assault on his commitment to you and the relationship. Um, so how did, him, how did it turn? Seeing him in therapy, seeing him say, and, and say the words, I want us more than anything. Yeah. That you are the priority. Our relationship mm. is our life together is the priority. Yeah. And also he, he said, um, if it, if it comes to this choice between him or you, I'm making the choice is going to be us. Yeah. The choice will always be us. And mm -hmm. that was like, that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. We could, we well, could have, we could have figured this out months ago. <laughs> that, and I knew, I knew that's what he needed to hear. Yeah. And I knew that's the choice I needed to make for him. He's probably still seeing him now. Well, <laughs> what time is that, I by mean, the way? It's... No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, and, you know, in my head, I, I still believe that even when I was in this relationship, if we can call it that, this kind right. of enamored, well, it was a relationship, but this enamored um, thing, that I still was putting my family first. Yeah. You know, that's, I think, the, the difference between someone that, maybe considers themselves polyamorous right. and polysexual is, is that I felt like I really was putting everything that I really cherished and kind of categorizing things in a weird way. Like yeah. I could, I could, I could have worked it out and that's what I tell him. And that's what I've told him, but I knew what he needed from me was to make the choice to not do that. Yeah. And to say the words yeah. that were true because honestly, you know, he is the most important thing to me. My son is the most important thing to me. Yeah. So yeah. it was worth the work to just kind of go, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. Because totally. because I because my my thinking was, what's the end game here? Right. What's what's the end game here? If you keep seeing him and keep getting more emotionally involved and yeah. falling deeper <laughs> And that movie, Knights and Rotundra, or whatever it was called, Redundra. Knights and Rodanthe. Every year they got together and had a love affair. Is that, is that what happens? In yeah. and they're married, they have their own lives, and once a year they get together. Oh, that, that was a Neil a Simon weekend. play, too. But you know, I think, I think I kind of fall a little bit more on the side of Alec on this one, because I also kind of, like, intellectually, I think I can go to the places of understanding polyamory mm -hmm. and all that stuff. But just emotionally speaking, I don't know that I'm in a place to do that, because... 
I have, um, I had a very hot girl summer this past summer and had a, had a lot of great experiences. And Ooh. part of that was I found myself actually kind of getting involved with couples, um, and oh. having a lot of, having a lot of fun with couples, but there was, there was one couple in particular, I knew it. <laughs> there was one couple, <laughs> there was one couple in particular where I actually wound up meeting up with just the one, the other one was out of town. Mm. So we just, and, and it was all above board. Everybody knew it was happening, but the one came over and we kind of, it wasn't even just sex. It was like a full on date. Like yeah. he like came over, the candles were lit. The music was yeah. playing. We mm-hmm. had great conversation. It was mm-hmm. a lot of courtship and then making out for a while first before it even led to sex. And I could feel myself immediately already kind of having that door open to like an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I have the capacity to be able to kind of turn that off. Right. And so, I mean, obviously I'm kind of the third one here, but it was, it was hard for me. Like I wouldn't have been able to continue spending time with this person because yeah. I knew that I would have kept getting more and more feelings. So yeah. right. the way, so the idea of like polyamory of keeping that door open and being there for the love and like, that's okay. It, that yeah. it, it's hard for me to understand. So Jamie, how do you describe that? Where um, polyamory is, oh, seems like that it, it, it it's doable. Well, I don't have a successful um, okay. experience yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. It no. doesn't work. No. Well, that's the thing you're saying is there was also this other person who's but Don't emotions... you get concerned? Do you, did you, do you ever get concerned that like, oh my God, am I going to have more feelings for this person yeah. or does this do, you know? Yeah. So, so with this particular situation, this person did ultimately at the same time, I was like, this isn't going to work out. That person who I was saying was also like, this isn't going to work out because I can't be your side. Do you know right. what I mean? Right. I have feelings for you. Right. I can't do this. This yeah. is not fair to me. I want to be what your husband has. And I said, yeah. I can't do that. So um, that was me. You, that was the position. Yeah, exactly. I was in. So, you know, I was this selfish person, I mean, not really selfish, but yes, kind of selfish person in the middle of two people that were hurt. And then I hurt myself. So it's very complicated. I don't know how, how I, I can work, um, move forward working on it. I don't know. So I think we have to just continue. I don't know. It's, 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 um, it's, it's scary. Like what if I meet someone again? And Matthew, I struggled with it too. You know, part of my thing was, Am I holding him back? Yeah. Am I am I holding my husband back from a from a really amazing experience? I think the only way it could work out, honestly, is if we were both polyamorous. Right. Yeah. If we were right. both both arrived at an understanding that this is an and, if we both felt in our bones the same way. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, it's because it, when you said um, if I was more evolved, if I was more this, right. if I was more this, if I was more secure, it's kind of like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. I, I, I can honestly say, I don't feel that way yet. And, and for me to um, be out of alignment with what I really want and what yeah. I feel is important is just would, would not work. And well, now and, for me, but, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jimmy. Oh, well, for me to keep everything in check um, as far as that, we just have to have this rule where I don't see someone more than once. So I yeah. don't really have the, the, you know, the, the time to, or the possibility to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. like you're saying, you know, I don't know if, I, if I'm there yet as if there's some sort of kind of like destination to get to as oh, if there's some kind of knows? more. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, you know, but, that, but I think that's the important thing is that 
there's no right or wrong answer here. Nothing is better or yeah. worse, more evolved or not. It's just no. kind of what works for each individual person. And that's all that we're talking about, regardless of what the status of your relationship is, you know, just being able to have a conversation, knowing what works for you, having a conversation yep. about it. And there's a couple of things that stand out to me about um, the two of you and your relationship. One is that, and I got this actually from listening to your guys show together was how much you really care about the other person and how much you wanted for the other person to help open up opportunity and experiences for the other <laughs> to not kind of limit the other person, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like that there was both of you at different times had kind of made um, some comment about the other of wanting to be able to do that. The other thing too, is also understanding that there's no way to navigate something like an open relationship perfectly where there aren't going to be no. issues that come up yep. and all of that, because there's so much that's unpredictable. There's such a fluidity to it that you constantly have to keep checking in with each other to see what's okay and what's not and adjusting yes. as you go, mm -hmm. knowing that there's always an opportunity to keep growing and strengthening your relationship, but that's never done perfectly. And the fact that you guys do that and continue to do that so vulnerably and even here today, sharing that and just being so fucking candid about this all of it air. is amazing oh, God. <laughs> yeah. oh my god uh, you know what it's, yeah. it's but also here's the other thing the other piece of it is seeing jamie stand up for me and our relationship and our yeah. family made me fall in love with him Aww. even more made Aww. me feel like oh i can really depend on you it's strengthened our like and also like when we kind of like each kind of thing we go through as a couple mm -hmm. that we solve and move on and forgive. And cause our thing is like, we've talked about this. I said, I'm sorry. I forgived you. <laughs> Let's, we're done. Moving on. Yeah. Right. Moving on. Right. One of us day. is better at that than the other one. What are you saying? <laughs> hey, you remember when you did this? <laughs> is that, is that what I sound like? Hey, 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 you remember? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's that, Ooh. it's that, it, yeah. And also feelings are messy. Feelings, yes. feelings are messy. Yeah. Um, how is, how is this for you to talk about? That's the, we're at the 40, we've, we've passed the 40 minute mark. So we got to wrap yeah, this Okay. Thing. Yeah. No, we will. Um, I this is, this, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys I feeling mean, at the end of this conversation? I well, like, I think maybe yeah. kind of, we went to a place that we didn't we, know we were no, going to. I did to. not expect to talk about well, this Well, we, we weren't really before our last podcast open publicly about being open. So that yeah. was enough to go through. And now I felt really embarrassed other, listening to it. Oh, really? I felt really, I felt like, I felt super naked and vulnerable, yeah. like, oh, we've gone too far. Yeah. This is too much. As a listener, it didn't feel like that at all. It felt oh. actually really kind of liberating to hear people talk about no, it I as mean, candidly afterwards, as you did. After yeah. the fact, sure. I was kind of like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I understand that. Because we kept on saying during the uh, podcast, you want to go there? You want to go there? there? Okay, let's well, go Well, I mean, we, I didn't know we were going to go down this experience that we talked about today right. prior to this, so... <laughs> You know, it feels raw. It feels good. It feels uh, it, it is liberating to me. It feels liberating. And also because, we have enough yeah. distance on yeah. this. And like if this if this was uh, we couldn't talk about this while we were going through it. Oh, no, yeah. no, I wouldn't have been in that position. Totally. Well, and so Brene Brown calls that um, if you're if you're trying to like talk about things before you're even ready, that's emotional exhibitionism. Yes. But when we actually process things and we have time to oh, think yeah. about it, then that's yep. vulnerability. And that's what we talk about all the time. I feel like any kind of yeah. self-help uh, podcast mm -hmm. is talking about vulnerability. 
But then when there may you do be, that, oh, when you're when you're doing that, like these kinds of hard conversations, that's what can be so liberating for us because yeah. when we actually air them, when we talk about them, then it doesn't have the same kind of power. It doesn't feel as dirty as maybe it might have before. Right. Uh, you're less dirty. Oh, I'm still dirty. Don't worry. <laughs> and there may be some couple, there may be some couple out there that has this kind of um, exactly. situation where one's more polyamorous. This may be their aha moment. Who knows? Yeah. So you know, if we can help some. The person know. who wrote in said that they were, uh, who binged, listened to us, uh-huh. said they liked hearing it because they don't hear a lot of couples talk about it. Yeah. The struggle is real. Yes, the struggle is. is real. Okay. Listen, where can, you're not on any social media. No. Nowhere? No. Uh, can you That's a it? whole other conversation. He's not, that's kind of hot though. He's not on any social media. That is very appealing. Yeah. Um, so uh, what do you want to plug? Uh, I know what I want to plug. Oh, oh yeah, no. Um, uh, I'm a segment <laughs> producer on Ghost Hunters um, season 13 starting uh, on ho- uh, Halloween. It premieres. Oh, Look for perfect. Jameson A. Bear. And if I'm not on it, don't watch it. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The other episodes are fine too, I guess. <laughs> uh, what's your hot message for my couples hot, out there? Oh yeah, my hot message is there's no template. Figure out what works for you and your significant other. Um, you don't have to live by the same rules as long as the rules that are a little you know, uh, different for you and them are all above board and everyone's on board with it. Yeah. I guess I'll go ahead and jump in with a hot <laughs> message here while Alex thinking about something. He was something. like, he, well, no, you kind of like, where'd you go, Matthew? Were you thinking about it? Were you like? M- me? No, I thought yeah. you were going to chime in. But no, then no, you no. Just kind of went okay, somewhere. Um, what's, your, what's your hot message? I guess my hot message, particularly as somebody who has not been in an open relationship before, is to, um, this is kind of what I'll tell myself. So if this, if this is an offering for anybody else, then so be it. But um, that I would like to stay very open-minded. I would like to stay open-minded to whatever kind of opportunities there are to challenge a bunch of the kind of bullshit societal norms that have been imposed on us and consider how, you know, um, what other kinds of opportunities there might be, like if I'm in a relationship in this mm. way, um, but without attaching the judgment call to it as if it means like, you know, oh, I'm insecure if I don't want that and that's not good and I need to be more of that. Oh, I love that. So I don't want to attach a judgment to it. I just want to, you know, kind of uh, see if there's more of an openness. So that that would be my hot message to myself and for anybody else. Okay, piggybacking on that because you're big. Um, <laughs> Be honest with yourself. Just, I think, I think you can't be honest with, if you can't be honest with yourself, how are you going to be honest with somebody else? Hello. Be, be honest with yourself and and trust yourself to know what you feel is what you feel and, and, um, and try not to judge yourself about yeah. it. That doesn't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. What did you, what did you say? You can't, um, negative talk yourself into being a positive version of yourself. You, you can't. can't hate yourself into a version you love. That's it. Are you sure? <laughs> you can't. Because <laughs> I've been trying. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I think this has been very helpful. This was great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for cry. being so open. Yes. <laughs> Starved. I got to eat something. Matthew, yes. where can people find you on your socials, big boy? You can find me at MJ Dempsey Psych on Instagram, Twitter, and Matthew J Dempsey Psychotherapy on Facebook. You can find us. Uh, you can find me at Alec Mappa on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us both at the Hot Mess Pod on Twitter 
and Instagram. We love hearing from you. Yes. Leave us, leave us. We also love reading your reviews. So yeah, we do. Leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Uh, don't leave us one if you hate it because we'll both take it personally and <laughs> go into a shame spiral. Um, we talk about mental health each week to normalize this conversation. So to be mm. uh, living proof that you can't die from embarrassment. That's Tune right. in uh, uh, next week for some more hot mess fun. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. This has been a Stage 29 podcast production. The podcast is executive produced by Patty Chiano, Laferne Cusack, and Stephanie Kaysen. Our audio editors are Jackson Ruff and Jonathan DeMatty. Callie Kelts is the social media producer. And a special thanks to the rest of our podcast crew, Rwani Horinigay, William Cusack, Lisa Clark, Katie Brown, and Morgan Kaler. This podcast has been produced by Stage 29 Productions for entertainment purposes only. The contents of this podcast does not constitute medical or professional advice, do not reflect the opinions of this company, any of its parent companies, affiliates, subsidiaries, promotional sponsors, or advertising agencies. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. For more information, please go to stage29.tv.